Greetings and welcome to the Tao in the Force podcast. Today we are talking about the Clone Wars, Season 1, Episode 8, Bombard Jedi. But first, if you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter at the Tao in the Force, at the Tao Force, and on Facebook at Tao Force. The Words of wisdom for this episode are Heroes are made by the times. The Clone Wars, as many wars, forge people in a way that will affect them their entire lives and sometimes generations after that war. And the hero being forged by this time is the innocent childlike Jar Jar Binks, as well as Padme in this episode, but it is primarily a Jar Jar episode and he would be far happier on his home planet of Naboo wandering the swamps and uh, finding things to eat like when uh, Qui-Gon encountered him, but it is because of that encounter that he is now uh, a representative of not only of Naboo, but of Gungan culture. And he has found a life that he perhaps did not choose, but it is because of his innocence and childlike behavior that uh, helps him get through these difficult situations, for he is unassuming and good-hearted and good-natured. In the feature it is said that Quinlan Voss was originally supposed to be in this episode, but because of budget restraints they chose not to include him. And it was going to be Voss who was manipulating to make uh, Jar Jar appear to be a Jedi. Which takes away some of the weight of what Jar Jar does in this episode. So, in the beginning we had um, Padme coming to Rodia 
because she was asked by her family friend uh, on account of far and on the way uh, Chancellor Palpatine stops her and he seems concerned of her involvement so he must have wanted Rodia to fall to the Separatists. Now whether that was simply because of Newt Gunray's interest or not, it is hard to say, or if Palpatine had other motivations, but nonetheless he seems a little agitated that she is going and in particular that Jaja will be there and he seems in his most friendly uncle way tries to get Padme to not involve Jaja in the negotiations but Padme when confronted by Palpatine states how we can't solve all of our problems by throwing troops at them and in true Padme way seeks to negotiate and find a peaceful solution to a problem very Jedi like if they could only learn a little from her Meanwhile, Onokonda has felt a little neglected out on Rhodia by the Republic. We are informed that Rhodia is having supply ships destroyed by pirates. <coughs> In that his people are facing starvation and other problems. So, Uncle Arno has made a deal with Newt Gunray who has promised food and relief and protection. And Ano has made a rash decision under the pressure from his people to end their suffering and perhaps uh, a growing separatist sentiment on Rhodia And even though Arno has been friends with Padme since she was a little girl and she seems to be so genuinely there to support him in any way she can, 
he makes his betrayal quite a bit harsh for Padme, really. For Gunray is only interested in capturing Padme. And later shows no interest in actually providing the food and relief. And he, Gunray, uh, intentionally in this e episode, has mirrored a number of things from Vader in Empire Strikes Back. There's some subtle clues. Uh, the way I think there's a shot of intentionally that is similar to of Gunray coming off the ship, like uh, in Return of the Jedi, and but it is the interaction between Lando and Vader and Cloud City that is mirrored a little here, where. Newt Gunray keeps altering his agreement and Ono even says I had no choice just like Lando does and just like Lando realizes he's made a terrible mistake and betrayed an old friend is now going to eventually try and help Padme after he realizes she's going to be executed much like Han in the carbon freezing but Padme is not going to get such a promising termination as carbon freezing for gunray probably just means to shoot her Padme's response to Arno's uh, betrayal isn't to resent him she she's more jedi than most of the jedi we see and she does not curse him and want her revenge for the betrayal she simply tries to appeal to him and says to live in fear is not a life at all and that Ono has been consumed by fear that made him make this terrible decision. Which brings in Jaja, who has been left with C-3PO to try and rescue Padme. And in the featurette it is mentioned that this is Jaja's chance to be a knight, even though he's more the court gesture, uh, jester, in that the 
sea creature, bogey, is a bit like the dragon. And Padme, the princess, the knight is to, there to rescue. But instead of giving a traditional knight in shining armor, we have Padme who rescues herself, much like on Geonosis. We have Jaja, who does not slay a dragon, but befriends it. And the dragon, instead of trying to kill him, helps him to rescue Padme, even though she's already more or less rescued herself. But throughout the episode, we have a bit of the organic and natural versus the mechanical and rigid. Where Jaja is always trying to connect with the swamp creatures who initially th throw things at him. And he initially does not connect right away with Bogey the sea creature. But it is his innocence and childlikeness that wins over these creatures. But it is also important to remember Jaja's uh, place in the mythology. For never forget that George Lucas intended these to be mythology. His films and everything in Star Wars. He would use mythic archetypes. And Jar Jar is meant to be the go-between, the amphibian. He is the walker between worlds. He can bridge the underwater with the land for being amphibian. He is capable in both. And that was his purpose in The Phantom Menace, helping to unite the Gungans and the Naboo, bridging the two worlds. He and Padme together. And here he is connecting with the bogey to help on the land with Padme together to help the Rodians against the mechanical droids. Now he is mistaken for a Jedi when he finds Anakin's robe in Padme's closet, which is a visual joke on skeletons in the closet that 
Padme's skeleton is that she's secretly married to Anakin. And the robe is rather hinting at this. Of course, we know it, but Jar Jar does not. No one seems to know why there is a cloak in there. But nonetheless, But also, um, Bogey is a bit of a play on Yoda. For Yoda being small is judged by his smallness. It says, judge me not by my size. So is Bogey. He is large and is judged to be dangerous and something to be afraid of as the droids remark but it is Jar Jar who sees that he is a big softy and befriends him And of course they foil Newt Conray and his plans on Rodia and Padme forgives Uncle Arno and gives him an out by suggesting that he never meant for any of this to happen, and this is a trap for Newt Gunray. Uh, and we are reminded that the most important allies are not always the most powerful, like Jar Jar. who we get to see with C-3PO as a knight and squire. Almost a, I wouldn't say buddy cop, but because it's a comedian and a comedian, two characters who were the comic relief in the films, teaming up a bit, but uh, C-3PO gets to be the the straight man in the comic team, and. Uh, Jar Jar gets to be his use, uh, usual mischief, clumsy self. But his innocence wins the day, his kind-heartedness helping him to befriend the Quasimor.
bogey. Who is humble and brave, even a bit uh, clumsy, and, but it is his kindness and genuine friendship that he wants to help his friends. He even gives a loving kiss or peck onto uh, Bogey, helping to warm the heart of the big creature. Showing his kindness. You make more friends with reaching out in kindness than if he would have approached Bogey only as something to uh, fear. So even though he plays the court gesture, uh, jester rather, uh, in this episode he is kind of playing the opposite of Anaconda Far, Uncle Anno and uh, Jaja are both old friends, where Anno is quick to sell out his friend for the promise of a food and things for his people where Jaja uh, comes to the aid and even though he may be of the Courtly Jester, he still manages to try and help his friend in the best way he can, which is befriending another swamp creature like himself. Now granted we can forgive Uncle Arno a little for the pressure he has in trying to help his people. Well, that is all I have for today. I wish you well and hope to see you again. Good day.